At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers, right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Five, where you can always get in touch with me on Twitter. And if you don't know, as always, we are broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois. We already got some postseason baseball action, so the people in attendance are sweating out that game, feeling pretty good thus far. Got the Dodgers, who are up 2-0 over Atlanta. Must-win game for this Los Angeles crew. And speaking of L.A., on the show tonight, Danielle Elvari, host of the Los Angeles City Cast, will give us her in-game thoughts for this baseball game, see if she has any approach, or if she's just going to sit it out, relax, and hope her Dodgers can get the job done. Otherwise, aside from that, a huge game out on the West Coast in terms of college football she'll be looking forward to UCLA and Oregon, big line move in that game. We'll discuss that with Danielle. Also, she's got the Rams and Lions to look forward to. And it's opening night in the NBA, baby. The old man Lakers taking on the Warriors tonight. Should be a blast. I've got to play in that game, and I'm sure Danielle does too. So we'll get all of her insight on football, a little bit of baseball, and then some basketball. Furthermore, in about a half hour, it's been a little bit, but Jeff Erickson, senior editor over at Rotowire, Covers baseball, came on a lot throughout the summer. So we'll talk again about the in-game aspect for this Dodgers-Braves game and then what should be an exciting one at Fenway with the Red Sox and the Astros. I know our man Josh Applebaum was at the game last night, and you know, I was a little salty because our guy Schwarber was going off. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Red Sox, but the Cubs fan of me is a little bit salty. But uh, we'll get Jeff's thoughts on that game and just really futures overall in Major League Baseball. And then at the end of the show, we got Danny's Dimes. We've got basketball action, some of the plays we've already gone over, a prop for tonight's game with the Lakers and the Warriors, some college football action, and NFL as well. But before we unravel all of that, we're going to begin the show as we typically do. It is Tuesday, which means it is time for Teaser Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. What are the plays, or spots rather, that qualify as a viable teaser option? If you don't know, we always like to throw out what those options are. And typically, successful teasers historically are home favorites of just over seven, whether it's seven and a half up to eight and a half, because then you can down by six, get you through the key numbers of seven and three. And then on the other side, short home or road underdogs catching about plus one and a half, plus two, plus two and a half. You tease them up through the key numbers of three and seven, and those are your money spots. 
So with that being said, what are some spots that do kind of fit the bill for this? And we can begin with the Patriots and the Jets. In New England, the Patriots are a seven and a half point favorite in this game. They actually opened six and a half. So there's been some movement going to North, uh, toward New England. And again, now they're up to seven and a half. So that would mean if you tease them down by six, would then get the Patriots as a one and a half point favorite against this Jets team that, yes, is coming off of buy-in. New England's coming off that very emotional game against the Cowboys, but New England is the rightful favorite in the spot. To lay seven and a half seems a little bit too steep because it's not like New England's been lighting it up on just anything. I mean, defensively, they've been fine going against the Cowboys and historically one of the worst defense performances under Bill Belichick. I guess there's only so much you can do against this Cowboys offense, but at the end of the day, you know, New England hasn't been lighting it up. I mean, we saw what happened when they played the Texans the other week when it was a higher spread. And it's not that I'm a huge fan of the Jets or anything, but again, you know, I could see this one being close to a touchdown, so I wouldn't touch anything with laying the seven and a hook. So that's why, of course, it would be the better option, the safer option, to just tease down New England here so you only need them to win by two or more. Seems like a more feasible option for this Patriots squad looking and really needing a win as of this point. No better chance to do it than against the lowly New York Jets. So that one, a new kickoff central time. He's down. The Patriots is a really good angle. Another spot that has actually been going back and forth. So we talk about what fits the Bills, a good teaser spot. And, you know, typically you want it under or over the key numbers of three and seven. But this one with the Panthers and Giants actually did just move up to three. But earlier it went down to about two and a half in favor of Carolina. So this one I'm sure will keep bouncing back and forth. So if you do get a two and a half, then teasing up the Giants would be your teaser play here. Because then instead of the Giants catching two and a half, they would be catching eight and a half. And it's not to say you can't do it if it's at three. I mean, you could tease any spot. And yes, it's going to hit eventually. But if you're doing it on a consistent basis, those are the stipulations you want to follow. But nevertheless, for the Giants, now, of course, you could get them either eight and a half or nine. You know, they're at home against the Panthers. And truthfully, I want to tease up the Giants here. I do. But there's just some part of me that can't muster up the courage to trust the G-Men. I mean, they're banged up all over the place. And Daniel Jones is, I, I don't even know what he is at this point. It's just not good in any kind of capacity over there on the East Coast for the Giants. And yeah, the Panthers have had their moments, but... So in spots against actual decent teams, they haven't done anything impressive. Not that the Giants are an impressive team, but it just seems like a spot where everybody's going to, in terms of the public, is going to be wanting to hammer the Panthers because they go, oh, well, the Panthers started out great. And Giants, as Ryan Rothstein likes to call them, a dumpster fire, which is, you know, probably the right observation in how to describe this Giants team. But it just has a stinky kind of smell all over it. So that's why if you wanted to get involved, I do think going with the teaser route for the Giants would be your best play here as they host the Carolina Panthers. And then finally, uh, one that really fits the bill as well is the Dolphins and the Falcons. Now, I'll have more thoughts on the overall scope of this game later in the show with the best bet. But this one opened at a pick and it's moved two and a half points in favor of Atlanta. Now, the Falcons are coming off a of bye week, right? And the Dolphins, as we know, just played in London this past week. So they have to travel overseas and playing a team that is coming off a bye week. And the Dolphins are just really a mess right now as is. But they're catching two and a half. So if you like the Dolphins but not under that key number, then you could get Miami catching eight and a half instead. If you're curious about the money line, minus 136 for Atlanta, plus 120 for Miami. His total is at 47 and a half. It, it, this is kind of just one of those spots where it's like, who do you think is going to shoot themselves in the foot more? Is it going to be Tua Tungavailoa, this Dolphins crew, or is it going to be classic Atlanta in a spot where they probably should win, but they'll find a way to lose? That's where the teaser comes into play and can be your best friend potentially, so you just get that extra cushion with Miami. But, you know, I, I know Tua didn't look terrible. He had a costly interception last week, but honestly, I still would argue and I was a big Tua guy kind of coming into Not a big Tua guy, but I was rooting for him at least. I didn't think he was going to be terrible. But, you know, Brissett might be the better option for Miami as at this point. And until he's in the game, I really just don't have any faith in this Miami squad right now. They have been completely disappointing, and I thought they would be better, especially defensively. But that has just not been the case. So I get why the movement has gone toward Atlanta. But again, if you're looking for some alternative way to bet it, because it's just going to be an ugly game that will inevitably probably come down to the wire, then teasing up Miami could be your best direction to take. But again, more thoughts on that game a little bit later in the show when we get to games. times. So those are really 
the biggest games that kind of, you know, qualify into the viable teaser option. But I did want to throw a little bit of an outside perspective on some other spots that historically don't fit the bills, the best spots, but still could be a good look in terms of teasers because there's not the biggest slate for games that really go into that spot. So another game to consider would be the Ravens and Bengals, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to have in their teaser. The Ravens now up to a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Bengals. And, yeah, I mean, Baltimore's been looking like a completely different team as of this point last week, or this past week, rather. They demolished the Chargers and killed my teaser uh, with Los Angeles, which was completely disappointing. But, you know, you're under seven, but you still, of course, tease down Baltimore by six, and then you just need them to win the game, right? So Baltimore against the Bengals, their division opponent, Maybe kind of tough to lay the spread there, even though they are under the key number of seven. But teasing them down is certainly going to be probably the most popular teaser play. I, I would be shocked if it wasn't by the public here. And rightfully so. Baltimore fits the bill here, just needing them to win outright. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, Cincinnati's been, you know, respectable for the most part. But look, you beat the Lions last week. Congratulations. It's Detroit. They're a train wreck. The Ravens are a different story, and they're going on the road, and they're ready to compete. They didn't get banged up last week because they didn't have to play their guys the whole time or really didn't have to kind of just run all that energy in a demolishing game against Los Angeles. So Baltimore will be ready to go, and they should be able to win this game outright. So teasing down Baltimore could be a very solid look. And then what about the Colts and the 49ers? It's funny to me because if you showed me this spot heading into the season, I'd be like, eh, I don't really like it, or even a couple weeks ago. But, you know, respect to the Colts as at this point, they're getting a little bit healthier. Carson Wentz looks somewhat competent back there now, and the Colts have been somewhat decent. And you're going on the road against San Francisco, a team that themselves are banged up right now. But the Colts catching three and a half, I don't hate the idea of teasing up Indianapolis to about plus nine and a half. And of course, if you could get it over 10, if it does move in favor of San Francisco for whatever reason, that'd be great. But, you know, there's part of me that really thinks it's a good spot and then there's part of me that is just going to be like looking back at myself going yeah you're an idiot why would you tease up the Colts just because they had a couple good performances now you're trusting them on the road against Kyle Shanahan so I'm a little bit torn on this one but I really do like this one a lot especially if they keep filtering in Jonathan Taylor and they should have been doing that at the beginning of the season they didn't rely on him as much as they have been especially in the passing game as of late with those little dump offs and check downs that Carson Wentz has been doing T.Y. Hilton's a go. That's certainly going to bode well for this Colts team. So I don't hate the idea of filtering in Indianapolis as well instead of catching three and a half, get them to nine and a half. San Francisco kind of been a volatile team themselves. So uh, consider that if you're looking to make teasers for this upcoming week. But I haven't made any official plays for teasers. You know I'll update you if that changes throughout the course of this week or even over the weekend. I'll tweet it out. But I think even though it's not technically, historically the best spot, that doesn't mean you can't have an exception for it. The Ravens would be the best fit. And again, everyone's going to be on it, but I get why. And then the Colts. If you trust the Colts a little bit more than I do, strongly consider Indianapolis. And then it's always fun to tease down against the Jets. Unless you're doing the Titans on the road, you want to avoid that. But the Patriots are another team that would probably be at the top of the list as well. All right, coming up next, we're going to hit it all. We're going to touch some baseball, basketball, college football, and the NFL host of the Los Angeles City Cats, Danielle Elvari. She'll be hopping on Rush Hour. And then still more to come with Jeff Erickson. Plenty more all around the sports betting landscape. We'll get you covered. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. Got the Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts up and running. Plus, don't forget the Los Angeles city cast with Danielle Elvari. Subscribe your local city cast wherever you get your podcast made available. Get hooked up with local betting content five times a week. All right, we are back here on Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host. And, hey, we mentioned those city casts. If you didn't know, I host the Chicago one. Again, you get five episodes a week, and you can hear me yelling and complaining about the Bears and my Nebraska Cornhuskers. But if you want probably more of a uh, happy podcast and celebratory, you got Danielle Elvari hosting the Los Angeles one out in the West Coast, and she joins us now here on Rush Hour. And, Danielle, you know, I bring that up because there's just so much to choose from in the state of California that you could talk about the positives, and you have opening night tonight. And not only that, but the Dodgers playing right now in virtually a must-win game. They're up 2 nothing against the Braves. I wanted to ask if you had any in-game thoughts, because Moneyline, naturally, at Bet Rivers, Dodgers a huge favorite, minus 625 now. But uh, where some good in-game opportunities can present itself is with the total. But it's down to 6.5, slightly shaded to the over. Would you maybe entertain the idea of doing something with that total at this point? No, I I admitted that I earlier to you that I was looking at the under for this game, but then I completely forgot <laughs> that it started midday today. Uh, I was thinking it was at three, I think, and it was at two. So I did miss betting this under, uh, li- live it, learn it. But I did want to bet the under at about seven, seven and a half. So six and a half is getting a little tight for me. But we are seeing, I mean, good pitching so far. And we know both these bullpens are pretty solid too. So you got the bankroll yeah, and, and you want to roll the dice. Right. And and that's the thing about these playoff games, too, is if you see kind of how soon they're getting into the bullpen, what the momentum looks like for some of these offenses, you can get a better gauge, I feel like, as opposed to the regular season. And, you know, again, if you don't like the in-game betting angle, fine, whatever. But uh, how about looking forward to game four? If we can assume that the Dodgers hold on to this lead, did you kind of have a preconceived thought like, okay, if Los Angeles does win this game three, then I'm going to be looking to do X in game four? Well, I think that Dave Roberts, I mean, a lot of people criticized him after that game two loss. They said that he was overmanaging. They didn't like what he did with the bullpen. They had Urias come out in the eighth inning. He did say that he's still going to start him in the fourth game, I believe. Uh, that makes me think, again, another low-scoring affair. It's tough because I feel like the Braves have really been getting their bats going as well, and the Dodgers have just kind of had some trouble. I mean, I'm seeing here Dodgers have hit seven homers in eight games, but we have Kike Hernandez and Jock Peterson who've hit eight by themselves. So uh, they definitely need to get that going for them again. But I don't know. I mean, I, again, I look at an under here. It's hard for me to play because it almost seems like the Dodgers are just similar to their fans and that they're always confident and similar, I think, to betters. At the end of the day, people say, well, it's the Dodgers. And that's kind of all you have to say, right? And so it's hard to bet against them, but the line doesn't always, you know, make it easy to bet on them. Yeah, speaking of a line that may not make something easy to bet on, your alma mater, UCLA, in quite the intriguing matchup this weekend. They're laying two and a half. 
against Oregon with a total up to 59 if you're more so inclined to go with the money line. The Bruins minus 127, the Ducks plus 105. Oregon opened up as the favorite. You know, Circo always has their opening lines, and then it's now flipped to UCLA. I, you know, last week you talked with us, and you were kind of confused with the line for UCLA against Washington and look at what the Bruins did. How do you feel about your squad this weekend? This line makes me nervous. I thought for sure that we were going to be the dog here. And instead, I don't know again if we're, what are we dealing with? We're at the Rose Bowl and Oregon's on the road. I just don't know if that makes a huge, it's not like a three point swing for me one way or the other with home field advantage, at least for the Pac-12. You know that there's just always like Pac-12 on Pac-12 action. But Oregon, I think coming off that shaky Cal win, but again, a win, 24-17. They didn't really get going till the fourth quarter, but I think we're forgetting how they started. Four-game winning streak to start. They took out Fresno State, who UCLA lost to. They beat Arizona by a lot more than UCLA did, uh, struggled less to them. Their only loss at the beginning there was Stanford in overtime, which almost should have been a win for them. Again, UCLA lost to Fresno State, but beat Stanford. It's I'm surprised to see that we're the favorite here, and it makes me nervous. I would feel a lot better about betting them you know, if I had a couple points. But it makes me feel like such a bad UCLA fan. I think it's going to ultimately just be a really <laughs> great test for UCLA's rushing defense. I think that both quarterbacks are pretty mobile. They can get it done on their leg or with their legs. So, you know, much to the stress of UCLA fans for DTR. <laughs> but I think if UCLA can tighten it up with the penalties and, and also mostly with the turnovers, because UCLA or Oregon does not give the ball over very much. So they're just more disciplined that way. I think that is where UCLA is going to have to lock it up or they're going to be in trouble. That one's going to be a fun one for sure. But I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I was a little surprised to see it. But when you see that number cross zero and fairly significantly with two top teams, and that's telling you something perhaps. So maybe a good sign for your Bruins. But overall, maybe just have patience and wait for the in-game angle too, depending on how UCLA comes out. And if Oregon looks like they're ready to go out of the gate. But again, yeah, that one at two and a half, total at 59. UCLA the Danny, favorite can I ask? Over. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, are you do you feel like there's a factor if it's ESPN game day, right? Because I don't know. Does that affect mm -hmm. how, how these two teams play either? Is there too much pressure on UCLA? Because I might have to get my butt out of bed at 6 a.m. and go do, go see that <laughs> ESPN game day. It's kind of funny. Like, obviously, there's not anything that's like palpable involving that. But like, it, it seems like there is kind of something in the back. that Like, it's just a different environment overall. Like the kids get up for this game differently. And it just affects everything a little bit differently because more eyeballs are going to be on this game. But at the same time, maybe that would almost help you out, Danielle, in the sense that it's going to be a highlighted game. So the public's going to jump in on one side, probably Oregon thinking, hey, why are they mm -hmm. catching the points? And then the sharper money is telling you that, hey, no, it should be the Bruins. So maybe that could tell you something good for UCLA as well. That's true. Good point. I don't know. It's funky. I don't get many of those experiences with my alma mater, so I can't tell you from past uh, history in terms of Not game relatable. day. But, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I unfortunately can't do that. I just see my squad lose down the road to Minnesota. So that's why I'm saying there's a difference between our city cats, a little bit different vibe involving screaming versus uh, the happiness that you probably have on yours on a consistent basis. And uh, Danielle, a team that also helps you with that, unlike mine, the Rams. They get a very favorable matchup this week against Detroit. They're a 15-and-a-half-point favorite, which seems absurd in the NFL. But, look, this Lions team has had their moments, but last week you get embarrassed by Cincinnati, and you're getting Campbell calling out their quarterback, Jared Goff. If you're curious about the total, it's at 15-and-a-half, but 15-and-a-half, Danielle, do you trust the Rams enough with that highest spread? Never, never in the NFL. What? This line is just not fun. And by the way, I was looking this up. I don't know if you know this. If you type in Lions on Bet Rivers, a rugby team comes up before the Detroit Lions. That's how <laughs> bad it is. So, I mean, I don't want to touch a 15 and a half point spread, especially in the NFL. But if I'm Jared Goff and they basically gave me away for some Cracker Jacks, I'm going to be pretty motivated here. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, Maybe that was his strategy going into it. You can't get much worse than what you're already doing with Detroit, and maybe their assumption in the future is, hey, if Jared Goff gets ticked off, you know, we'll do something in the draft coming up. But you might as well try to light a fire up, and you're right. I mean, it seems impossible to me to want to lay that high of a spread in the NFL. Would it shock us if the Lions don't cover? Absolutely not, but it's just really hard to get that courage to lay that high of a spread in the NFL for a team that has had their spots, but at the end of the day, the Lions are going to Lions.
Uh, Danielle, we got about 90 seconds left. I wanted to squeeze in some NBA talk. Opening night in an exciting game out by you. Lakers taking on the Warriors. This line has actually come down to three. Opened about four and a half. Total at 226 and a half. You got some old veterans on this Lakers squad, but a lot of people loving them for the season. How do you feel about them tonight, though? We saw the Warriors beat them in preseason, I think, not but a week ago. Rough preseason for that, for the Lakers, but they're also a veteran team. So do they care about that? Should we read into that? I don't know. Uh, they did announce the starting lineup. Russell Westbrook, Kent Bazemore, or Kent Bazemore, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, so, so much for AD, right, having to kind of hold the paint down for them. That's kind of what JVT was pointing out as well on Twitter. I don't know what to think of this Lakers team. I think it all comes down to health, right, especially with when you have older players. Yeah, and, and honestly, too, I mean, as much hype as this Lakers team always gets, this could be a squad that doesn't really kick it into gear till the latter half of this season when they really need to. I mean, right. you know, they're not having that young presence that is going to bring the energy every single night. So that could be something to consider. And this Warriors team is coming out with vengeance. Now healthier, they got a relatively younger team, of course, compared to the Lakers. So I could see why the line movement's going down that way. But you're right. I mean, the Lakers a little bit shaky in preseason depending on how much you take it into account. But it uh, should be exciting with all those West Coast teams for you. Nevertheless, Danielle, we'll look forward to hearing more of your content, not only for basketball, but if the Dodgers can keep going on and college football and NFL. So, hey, I will say, and I'll leave you with this, best of luck with your Bruins this upcoming weekend because I'll probably be betting them too. So I'll be rooting on for them with you. Oh, good. Best of luck on it, Danny. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm too much of a homer. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Don't want the added stress. Danielle Avari, everybody. Go give her a follow on Twitter at Danielle Alvari. And again, host of the Los Angeles City cast. Five episodes a week. You get the Philly, Pittsburgh one as well, the Chicago one, Detroit, and we're adding a Denver one. So much content all around presented by Bet Rivers. And we'll get you more. But in terms of baseball, Jeff Erickson, senior editor over at Rotowire, talks this game, the later one, and further beyond. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Get ready for all the action this NBA season, and specifically tonight. Let us help you out with the VSN basketball betting experts, getting you everything ready with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Get your VEASAN Pro Basketball betting guide now. Our hoop experts, Jonathan Von Tobel being one of them, provide strategies and advice, and they give you predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have for this whole season. So give yourself a betting edge this season on the hardwood and get your copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Again, just $9.99, so much content, VSIN.com slash subscribe. Alrighty, joining us now on Rush Hour, the man, the myth, the legend. It's been a while, but Jeff Erickson, ladies and gentlemen, hopping on. And you know you could follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson. He serves as the senior editor over at Roto-Wire. And look, Jeff, we've gotten swamped with NFL, college football, and like we mentioned, I mean, NBA starting up, but there is still plenty of baseball action going on. And just looking now, it looks like the Braves uh, just cut the deficit from 2-0 to 2-1. So I want to start with that game. You're out on the West Coast and keep tabs on Los Angeles. It's a must-win game for them virtually. And we were talking about the live lines. They're up to over a $6 favor. But now, with the Braves threatening, the Dodgers minus 215, Atlanta plus 175 on the live line. Do you almost look for the value here with Atlanta before Los Angeles? Yeah, and, you know, you look at what the Dodgers are doing right guys that get the game to the closer uh that that's one thing that you got to watch for they've used their bullpen pretty hard uh walker Buehler just got squeezed on that jock peterson single that uh, right as you were coming in on the segment there uh would have been strike three to peterson instead he gets a single two pitches later there uh it's it's amazing what happens uh with just one call of the umpires there i was out in the arizona fall league just this past weekend and they're using an automated strike zone it makes a huge difference in the game is that something that you want to see be implemented? I know a lot of people are torn, but yes. four seem to be gravitating toward it being implemented. How soon do you think it could be thrown into the game? It's, well, the new CBA is going to come up over this offseason. I wonder if they'll try to find a way to negotiate that. It might be a staggered uh, way where they bring it in. They probably won't bring it in for 2022, but I want to see it. I mean, there's so many umpires that have, quote-unquote, their strike zone. 
And I'm just not a fan of that. I think the game should be called as it's written. You know, it's just a, a clear game-changing decision. And now that it looks like the Braves just tied it there, too. So, you know, and it all stems from one call. And uh, it was an 0-2 pitch. He didn't, Bueller didn't get his call, and now we got a 2-2 game. Uh, I don't have a dog in this fight, but at the same time, it's just I want to see the game officiated properly, and it's really frustrating to see. Sure. And, Jeff, like you mentioned, yeah, now the Braves tied up two apiece. And, you know, we always do the show to the Bet River Sportsbook. And I feel like most people around the Dodgers because not a peep was made once they brought in that run. But now it's tied 2-2, plus 125 for Atlanta, minus 155 for the Dodgers. Or if you're looking at the total, Jeff, it's at 9, shaded to the under. You think a lot more runs are coming, or will this kind of slow the pace eventually? Well, I, I think the shadows are going to be a problem. I think now you might see some value in the under. I know it started at eight, if I recall correctly, and it's climbed up because of this inning a little bit and because of the Dodgers uh, getting the, those two runs in the first inning against Wharton. I think one of the big outs in that game was getting that third out in the first inning there. They loaded the bases after the homer. Morton was really laboring through a lot of pitches, and he got out of it there. And I think as the shadows creep in, and you and I were talking about that pre before this segment, it, it's going to really affect the game. It's going to be harder for these hitters to see. So I think it's a good time right now for the, the Braves to strike, but uh, you, know, you want to be able to do that now. So I think I'd probably try to find a way to bet the under. All right, Jeff, well, in this game coming up later with the Red Sox and Astros, looks like betters are doing the opposite. This total is at 10 at Fenway, and we saw a bunch of runs last night, so I get it why it's up to 10, and because of the pitching matchup with Pavetta and Granke, the respective position for each haven't been that dominant. So I, I understand why it's up to 10, but seldom do you see that in a, in a postseason game. And the money right. line is, seems to have gone up for Boston, now minus 125, Houston plus 108. Is the momentum just carried so much with the Red Sox that that would be the only way you would go? Or do you have a little bit more faith in Granke maybe in this pitching situation? I don't have any faith in Granke. He, he, it's his <laughs> first start really in about a month. Uh, it's his, he hasn't had a good start since August 23rd. Uh, he's not striking out guys. He's coming off that neck problem that bothered him a lot in September. He threw one good inning against the White Sox in game three of the ALDS and you know, good on him for that. But I don't expect any sort of length out of him. This really illustrates how big that Lance McCullers injury was. It really kind of changed things up quite a bit. So uh, I, I look at uh, what that that's happening. I like a couple of individual Red Sox props. I like the under on the two and a half strikeouts for Granke. It's two and a half. And, and for Pavetta, it's only three and a half. And I thought that was really interesting to see both of those. Such a low bar. But I, I you know, Pavetta, they're going to try to get some length out of him. He's been more of an all-out reliever lately. I think, and the Astros just don't strike out. So that, that one's more intriguing, but with Granky, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith whatsoever. Now, again, when you look at this total, though, Jeff, at, at 10, I mean, with these guys having short leashes, does that make you inclined to go to the under because, you know, we don't see it that high, or is it almost a stay away because of the depth of talent offensively both of these teams possessed? I'm going to probably be the square and go over on this one here. I think that uh, you look at uh, the, the way the lineups are hitting right now. You look at the possibilities for both teams. I, I think that uh, I, I really like you know, a couple of pounding a couple over guys there. I really like Hunter Renfro and his uh, plus 475 to hit a homer uh, here. I think I like J.D. Martinez. Zach Greinke, believe it or not, has been worse against righties this year than lefties. 22 out of his 30 homers allowed are against righties. They're hitting 285 wow. against him. Lefty, is, I think we're hitting 199 against him and only eight of their homers. So. You know, I think a lot of the odds are pointing towards some of the lefties like Schwarber to, to take him deep. But I actually really like uh, the, the, some of the righties in this lineup, especially because Fenway is a better uh, park for righties to hit in anyhow. All right, Jeff, let's kind of look at the broad scheme of things. I know these odds aren't going to be up to date because of the ongoing game. But before the game started at Bat Rivers, these World Series futures odds had the Braves at about 2-1. to one. Red Sox plus 240, Dodgers plus 280, and then the Astros at plus 360. Now, depending on how this game goes, and Atlanta just takes the lead, and if they were 2-1 to one before, you know, you can imagine them being a lot shorter. But who do you really put the most trust in as of this point? Probably the Braves. I mean, it's weird because, well, actually, yeah, no, actually, I say the, the Red Sox actually even more for this. this. After game two was the first time all season, that uh, the Dodgers haven't been favored to go to the World Series. Uh, even after game one, they were still favored over the Braves. But uh, game two shifted the odds. And it's, you can't compare it to last year because of the t starting pitching deficit uh, that the Dodgers have. Keep in mind, Urias uh, tomorrow is probably going to be a little bit limited. And in game five, they might be looking at Johnny Holstaff. So I, I actually have a lot of confidence in the Braves, which is kind of weird to say. 
Is this a team that you envisioned even getting to this point after the Acuna injury? Because the NL East was such a crapshoot, really, and you know the Phillies were up there at whatever point, and so were the Mets. But I, is this just a complete shocker to you, or is this more like, you know what, looking back at it, yeah, they had the talent to do this, and we should have been so surprised by it. You know, I, I was shocked by it, uh, at, you know, judging from the point of the Cunha trade, but, you know, what the Braves did at the trade deadline, going out, going, getting, improving their outfield in multiple spots, not giving up, going to add, you know, get reinforcements at multiple positions. It didn't really work out with uh, the bullpen with Richard Rodriguez, but the outfielders, it really paid off with Peterson. Uh, we've seen him in the playoffs with uh, Jorge Soler. I know he's dealing with the COVID right now, but he had a big stretch. The Braves, after the trade deadline, put up a monster run. They really proved to be the team that is the class of the NL East. And, they, you know, I love that they just didn't give in. And uh, I, I was impressed with that. So, um, you know, I, I'm not shocked that they're in this position, although it, the way they pulled it off, especially uh, on Sunday night, that was, I think, a little bit of a, a shell shock if you're a Dodgers fan. Come back to reality type of moment for the Kings of the NL this whole season, despite not having the best record. Dodgers coming back to reality and certainly after this inning giving up three runs. So we'll see what goes down in L.A. out by you. But, Jeff, thank you as always for hopping on and helping us handicap it. We'll look forward to getting more of your thoughts as we progress through this postseason. You bet. Thanks a lot, Danny. Jeff Erickson, ladies and gentlemen, at Jeff underscore Erickson again on Twitter. Catch all of his content. He not only does baseball, I know he's a big NFL guy as well. So go over to Rotowire, check him out. He's a senior editor. Get you filled with all that info for many different sports. In terms of those betting angles, too, giving out a lot of good props. Hunter Renfro hitting a home run tonight. The home runs were flying last night at Fenway, and that's why that total is up to 10 now. And it's shaded to the over, minus 113. Under is minus 106. And like Jeff said, I mean, look, he's taking kind of that square side, but I, I, it seems tough to want to bet the under. Rarely do you see it as high as 10, but good luck if you're sweating that thing with the under based off this pitching situation with Pavetta and Granke. Based on how great this Red Sox offense has been at home and what Houston still can provide offensively. So, yeah, I really don't disagree with him there. And, you know, I was close to taking the Red Sox. That's where the line movement went. That's where all the momentum is. And they have just, again, been so dominant at home. But I just am not completely there with Nick Pavetta is my thing. That's what's keeping me from going full in on it is Pavetta just a little bit. And it's not that I have that much more faith in Cranky as Jeff also alluded to, but I just, I don't know. I'm not fully there with Pavetta. Yes, I give the advantage offensively, of course, to Boston based on what we've seen continuously with them at home. So they're strongly into Boston, but Pavetta's not quite doing it for me. But if you're looking to bet it, Jeff is liking the Red Sox, some props, and the total going over. All right, I will give you some plays coming up next. So we've got NBA, college football, and some NFL, baby. We've got it all. Stick around, final segment here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays and all pro football matchups, and they're bringing back the reduced promotion on game day. This NFL season, they also have their $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 3500 in Virginia. And Iowa, a 1-800-BET-OFF. All right, we are wrapping up a Tuesday edition of Rush Hour here on Beeson B Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. We are live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Fans here in the book who are rooting for the Dodgers getting more and more ticked off because the Braves taking the lead. But maybe they can, you know, get some vengeance later tonight with an L.A. team. We've got some bets to look forward to. It is time for Danny's Dimes, and we are going to begin with that L.A. team, the Lakers and the Warriors for NBA opening night. I do have one play in this game, and then we'll get into some of the futures plays that I did make in the NBA. But to begin Danny's Dimes tonight, let's start with the king himself, LeBron James. Points scored, 24 and a half, over under minus 113 each way. The under seems to be trending in that direction, and hey, that's fine with me because that's the way I'm looking, already locked in my play, and you can still get the solid number at Bet Rivers now. With this prop mark at 24 and a half, Talked about this with guests on the show in the past, Nick Whalen being one of them. Uh, he's a senior NBA editor over at Rotowire, comes on a lot to talk hoops. And it, it always seems like in these opening games, whether it's the postseason, regular season, whatever, LeBron just doesn't dominate as much in terms of his points. The last two season openers, he has stayed under 24 and a half. But even more so, the last five games against the Warriors, as he has been a part of the Lakers, he has also failed to get over 24 and a half points scored. Now, that doesn't automatically mean that he's going to stay under it for this game, but something to fall back on and to consider. Oh, and let's not forget, you're adding more offensive depth to your team in Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. You already have Anthony Davis. And just looking at where the most of his shots came from, I mean, 39% of his shot attempts came at the rim last year. 30% came from mid-range. He was making 76% at the rim and connecting at about 41% from mid-range. But the Warriors, what people really didn't acknowledge as much last season is they were a very solid defensive group. Now they're coming back healthier, a little bit deeper. They're ready to go and ready to make potentially a deeper run. Defensively, they limited opponents to shooting just 62% at the rim, which was seventh best in the association. And on the other side, 41.6% is what they limited opponents to from mid-range. That was 11th best. So it may not be the most favorable matchup for James, and you have more weapons to help him out offensively. He's going to look to facilitate it more so. I like him staying under 24.5 points. Again, minus 113 is what I got. I'd play it probably up to about minus maybe 120 would be the highest. But if you did want to get involved in a bet for opening night, LeBron James under his points, uh, his points prop of 24.5 is the route I would suggest. Now, another bet that we did make, not for tonight, but looking ahead. And we talked about this earlier in the week. We talked about this, uh, or I talked about it on the Chicago CityCast. Again, if you haven't subscribed to your local CityCast, five episodes a week, L.A., Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and we're bringing on a Denver one, too, so get in touch. But I mentioned this game with the Bulls and the Pistons, and now it is up to minus 182. 
We talked about it when it was minus 155 saying, hey, get on it sooner, sooner rather than later because this line is going to move probably just because everybody's focused on the games tonight. And then you'll see, hey, it's the Bulls against the Pistons. Bulls look great in preseason. Bulls made a lot of acquisitions. Oh, and it's the Pistons. But even more so, Cade Cunningham, their draft pick, is going to be out for the season opener game for Detroit. Uh, this Pistons team virtually has nobody that, you know, your average Joe can name on their squad. And this Bulls team, yeah, I'm not going to take into account what they did in the preseason. I mean, I was already going to be high on them regardless. But really, they did look like they had a lot more chemistry built, more facilitating offensively, and the weight is not going to be all on Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan is going to help out. You got Lonzo Ball playing defense and doing it, facilitating himself on the offensive side of the ball. Caruso coming off the bench. Patrick Williams is healthy. And you get Vucevic. You're missing Kobe White. But look, this Bulls team is far better than the Pistons. Now it's up to minus 182. No, I'm not going to give you a suggestion to lay that. But if you still want to play the Bulls, the spread's up to four. I would look in that direction instead, laying the four with Chicago. But the reason I lay more on the money line is because I don't want to deal with all the craziness and volatility at the end of NBA games with free throws and stupid random shots. So that's why I usually look to lay a little bit more. Or if you did just want to wait, you could do an in-game, see if you get a better number with Chicago. But that is a play we threw out earlier in the week. Bulls on the money line, and that's what we'll be rooting for tomorrow against the Pistons. Now, speaking of the Bulls, we also talked about this a week or two ago, but here are some futures plays I made in the NBA season. The Bulls over 41.5 wins, minus 134. Bet Rivers had this best number for quite some time, and then it eventually dipped up, or jumped up, rather, to 43.5. And 43 and a half is still the highest I would go with Chicago. So if you're still getting that, I would recommend playing over rather than under. But we talked about this play a couple weeks back. I think the Bulls, you're getting a relatively good bang for your buck in an East that is kind of wide open. You see the Ben Simmons debacle. You see Kyrie Irving not going to be a part of the Nets. Maybe the Bucks have a championship hangover. And Celtics are unknown. Pacers, I don't have faith in. He could be really solid, but you just don't know. So a lot of open ground for this Bulls team to take over. So I like them over their win total. And like we got involved in a lot with last season, and we'll continue to update it throughout the course of this season. Most improved players in award selection that we you know, had a great time with Julius Randle, 20 to 1. We had Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year at 20 to 1. But I've got several selections for most improved player. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 16 to 1. We talked about this earlier in the summer. Look, in my opinion, he's the best player out of this group, and there's a reason why he's one of the short shots, if not in most books, the short shot. And I would still take him if you're getting double digits, 10 to 1 or more. But he's the best player out of this group, in my opinion. And he and the thing is, we were looking at this last season. My friend Jacob Roach, who's produced the show and does other work with Beeson, you know, we talked about it. If, if the Nuggets avoided a deep enough playoff run to where he would get a lot of recognition and didn't do that great, which he didn't, then he would still be a viable play based on his value. And I think he is. So Michael Porter Jr. is one option. OG Ananobi is getting a lot of love. 20 to 1, you can still get his value. Some books he's down to 10 to 1, but 20 to 1 for OG Ananobi. Siakam is out to begin the season. Lowry's gone. Doors open for opportunities for someone to step up in Toronto. Ananobi should be that guy, and there's decent value with him at 20 to 1. So look at OG Ananobi. And then what about Christian Wood? Yeah, he's on the Rockets, the lowly Rockets, but 30 to 1 is really great value for him. For a guy who was leading the most improved race last season until his injury. So maybe he won't get in that spot. Maybe he will. But it's good value nevertheless. So consider Christian Wood in this spot for a team that he can easily be the man on. And then finally, just based off value, Lou Dort. 80-1 to 1 is as high as you saw with Dort. He's kind of a fan favorite and has the value there, as I alluded to. Talk about opportunities on an inferior team. Oklahoma City is one of them. And he had some good momentum this last season. Kind of not necessarily in the most improved conversation, but just becoming a very solid and somewhat reliable player for his respective team. So those are the futures areas that I'm playing for the upcoming NBA season. Now, before we head out here, I did want to talk a little bit of football that I played for this upcoming week. Let's go college football, and let's go to South Bend. Notre Dame taking on USC. Notre Dame opened up as a four-point favorite. Total 53.5 at Circa, where they put out the first lines, but... Now it's all the way up to about 58.5. If you do a little bit of shopping with your total, you can still get 57.5, and, and that's the play that I made. Notre Dame, USC over 57.5. USC averaging 32 per game. Notre Dame's putting up 31. Defensively, USC has not been that solid, almost allowing about 28 points per game. 
And look, both teams lean on the passing attack. USC 318 in the air per game. Notre Dame about 271. Notre Dame is 3-3 three three with this total set at 57.5. USC is 4-2. But all in all, I just see this being a higher shootout game. The movement's going to the over. Jump on it sooner rather than later. Should be plenty of points. And finally, we talked about this game to begin the show with Teaser Tuesday. And what could go wrong? The answer is everything. Because I am betting on the Atlanta Falcons. That's right. I'm trusting the Falcons. They killed me in week one against the Eagles, but for some reason I'm trusting them again. Really, it's just a good situational spot. Line movement. Pick them to minus two and a half. Instead of laying the two and a half, I just went with money line because the Falcons will somehow find a way to not cover even if they do win with it at two and a half. I just have that feeling. So at Bet Rivers, you could get a minus a buck 36. They're coming off a bye week. Dolphins coming back from London. Short week, tough travel, terrible team, bad defense. Also, the Falcons are getting Ridley back in the mix. This should be a better spot for the Falcons. Keyword should. So I'm trusting them here. I'm going to need everything, the best of luck. You know, I'm going to need whatever it takes to trust this Atlanta team, but hopefully we get it. But those are all our plays. LeBron under 24.5 points for tonight. Bulls money line, bunch of basketball futures. USC Notre Dame over 57.5. Falcons money line, best of luck in detail. We'll catch up tomorrow on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.